The Guardian. Welcome to Science Weekly, where we're delving into the science surrounding the coronavirus outbreak, exploring some of the most pressing and intriguing questions, including those sent in by you, our listeners. We'd like to thank you again for all the questions and comments sent in so far. And we'd love to keep hearing from you. So do contact us via the form we've set up. Head over to theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions, all one word. Many of you have emailed us to ask about different drugs or possible treatments for COVID-19. Rather than explore each one in turn, we wanted to find out how the whole drug discovery process works and why some old medicines are picked out as potential candidates for treating this new disease. In the current approach, when we are trying to do repurposing, what we are trying to understand that the, how the virus establishes infection within the body and then the, how the body responds to it and why people are dying. I'm Hannah Devlin and this is Science Weekly. Hi, Maraz. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, we can hear you very, very clearly. Yeah. That's Miraz Rahman, reader in medicinal chemistry at King's College London. Miraz, I wanted to ask, when a new disease emerges like this, how do people go about looking for a drug that might work? Where do you start when you've got something that you've never seen before and there's nothing available readily to treat it? Well, we start looking at the virus first to see whether we can identify any target or is there any target uh, that is similar to previously available uh, pathogen. For example, this coronavirus is related to a previous coronavirus which caused this pandemic in 2004. And then there are tools available to screen either currently available drugs or new compound libraries where you can screen these libraries against these targets. You essentially tell a computer program to identify compounds that bind to these targets. And then you can rank these compounds. And we normally start with the top 5,000 hits. So out of millions, you will not look at all the compounds. And then we take it from there. And we have been successful in the past in identifying many drugs using this approach. And is that where these drugs that people might have heard of come from? I'm thinking of things like the anti-malaria drug chloroquine or remdesivir, which is a drug that was made for Ebola. Is that how those were pinpointed as ones that might be a good starting point? Uh, Actually not. Drugs like chloroquine, remdesivir, they have been previously reported to work against different viruses. Remdesivir has been developed to work against specific viruses. Chloroquine has been shown to work against a range of viruses, including previous coronavirus, Zika, Ebola virus. I wanted to ask a bit more about that drug and also the related drug, hydroxychloroquine. These are ones that we've heard an awful lot about. There's been a lot of hype and speculation. And unusually, we've heard people like Emmanuel Macron, Trump giving their views on these drugs. I'm keen to know whether... The focus on this particular drug is because of extremely exciting, promising results that we've seen in experiments so far and in trials, or whether there's something else going on that's just kind of led to a focus on it. 
So chloroquine always pops up whenever there is a new virus uh, because the way chloroquine works, it increases the pH of a vesicle called endosome, which the virus employs to get inside the cells. And it makes it difficult to break down that endosome so the virus particles cannot be released within the cells. Now, chloroquine has been shown to be uh, active in cell-based screening against previous coronavirus, against Ebola, against influenza, including the avian influenza. However, when it is tested in animals, we do not see the benefit that we see in cellular studies. So when this chloroquine hype started, there has been actually no report in any animal model that chloroquine actually works against coronaviruses. And what about the human trials? Because there have been some reports, um, especially from a French team in Marseille, suggesting that it is incredibly effective. What do people in your world make of those reports? We were very encouraged when we initially found the report about chloroquine is very effective in a clinical trial. But the more we look into the study, the more we get disappointed because it was an open clinical trial where the doctors as well as the patients know what they're taking and the physicians excluded some patients from the study, from the analysis, and uh, I do not think we can make any judgment on the efficacy of chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine in treating uh, COVID-19 from that limited study. There are few more clinical trials going on, and the preliminary findings, unfortunately, are not that encouraging, but it is still early days. Miras, I'm interested in, in what the aim of all these different drugs is. Are, are they all trying to do essentially the same thing and just kill off the virus, get it out of the body? Or are they doing a range of different things in the body and you might be able to combine them in some way? Well, I think in the current approach, when we are trying to do repurposing, what we are trying to understand that the, how the virus establishes this infection within the body and then the, how the body responds to it and why people are dying. So, for example, in our uh, this drug repurposing project with Public Health England, what we are trying to look at is a what you can call a three-pronged approach. We are trying to prevent viral entry into the cell and then the virus will, the next stage will replicate. So we are trying to identify drugs that can prevent that replication. But as you probably know that in many cases, people are dying because of something called the immune overdrive, the cytokine storm. That essentially causes this pneumonia and this breathing difficulty. So we are trying to identify combinations of drugs uh, that will work at entry stage and then will work at, uh, say, replication stage, and at the same time, that will work in managing the immune overdrive. I wanted to ask something that a lot of our readers have got in touch about, um, which is the use of antibodies as a treatment. And I know that various teams are looking at the idea of distilling down the most powerful antibodies that your body makes and then making a synthetic version of them and using them as a treatment. Is this something that has been explored before in other illnesses? And 
What do you think the potential is of an antibody treatment? I think it has got a really good potential. And, and this uses a simple basic concepts of immunity, because if you get the infection, your body responds to that, develop antibodies, which can help to fight of this virus. And so if you can collect antibodies from patients, uh, which we, we in general call convalescent plasma, and use it to treat patients, then it can have real success. And it has been used before, including in case of 2009, this uh, H1N1 pandemic infection, and it really showed a statistically significant effect in patients. Now, uh, if we can harvest these antibodies, then I, I believe this can be a real game changer. Uh, but keep in mind that these antibodies will only last for uh, between, say, a few days to a month. It will not give you a long-term protection. When something is shown to work, there's going to be a huge amount of interest around the globe um, uh, in getting access to that drug. And we've already seen with other things like uh, testing kits, reagents, um, even supplies of personal protective equipment, there's been a lot of competition between different countries. Do you think that's something that we could see if a new drug is found? So, for example, if uh, a new drug is found in the US, how quickly will we expect to see supplies of it available in the UK or in China? If this is an already approved drug which is being repurposed, countries like India, China, they have got a massive generic manufacturing capabilities. And if we are lucky to find a currently approved drug, then I believe this can be very quickly distributed and manufactured throughout the world. Assuming that we come up with a completely new drug, I think it will be important for WHO to take the leadership, working with different uh, countries in making sure that the poorer countries where like in Africa, in Asia, where they are not disadvantaged, because if it's a global pandemic, if you just cure a section of population in some part of the world, it will not prevent the pandemic from spreading there again. The second wave of infection will be coming. And also life of every human being is important. So I think that will be a test of leadership However, you never know in this world where you can see in the middle of a pandemic, Trump is withdrawing funding to WHO. So we don't know what will happen. There will be a scramble. I'm, I'm sure about that. Uh, how we tackle that, it's probably we have to wait and see. Maras, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Great to speak to you. You are very welcome. It was really nice to talk to you and discuss about a crisis that we are currently all facing. Hopefully, it will be all over soon. Thanks again to Miraz. We want to keep hearing your questions on the science behind the outbreak. You can get in touch by filling in the form found at theguardian.com forward slash COVID-19 questions, all one word. You can also help us to provide the quality information needed in times like these by supporting The Guardian. Just go to theguardian.com forward slash support podcasts. If you want to read, watch or listen to more coverage on the COVID-19 outbreak, make sure to head over to theguardian.com and especially make sure to listen to our sister podcast, Today in Focus.
Thanks for listening. Stay inside where possible and hopefully see you back here soon. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.